we are under attack and we are all gonna die. <laughs> Mothers are putting their kids on buses and these buses are being driven off cliffs by terrorists. Today, in our great country, one out of every three babies born are already in ISIS. They are here, folks, and I am the only one up here with the stones to take them on. I am a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. Bon Jovi forever! From WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, it's the Christie Tracker. Listen, they want to have a debate about the New Jersey record? Bring it on. I'm not going to sit here and complain about how hard it is. What happens in Iowa New Hampshire helps to reconfigure the race and determine what's going to happen. Washington is just a nutty place. I'm David First. Later, we're going to hear from number one Christie supporter Camden's own Angel Cordero making a return appearance here on the podcast. He spent the weekend campaigning for the governor in New Hampshire. Right now, we're here with Matt Katz, who covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio. And the book is almost out. His new book, American Governor, Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption, comes out January 19th. Matt, welcome back. Thanks, David. Did you get a copy of your book yet? Not yet. We'll talk about that after the podcast. But uh, <laughs> the governor's debate uh, performance was mocked on Saturday Night Live. We, I had to play an excerpt uh, from that at the top of the show, Bobby Moynihan as uh, Governor Christie. But, you know, Matt, it, it all became clear to me this weekend. You know, everyone knows why you really run for president. It's so that one day you can have your own giant bus with your name just plastered all over it. Ladies and gentlemen... The bus and cover Governor Christie has arrived. It's a really nice looking bus. And he gave a tour uh, to Fox and Friends. Could you just show us around yeah, a little what, what you got going in there? Just show you around the bus? Yeah. yeah it's up to your a... cameraman if he wants to walk right. around here. But if you look around the bus, this is our little kitchen here where we can make some coffee or tea. Okay. We've got pictures up on the bus. All right, enough about, about the bus. Matt, today you're going to talk about Christie's head fakes. This is, uh, you know, continuing in our long line of basketball analogies, uh, dating back to your breakdown of all of his pivots to the right uh, leading up to the primary season. The head fake is something a bit different. This is, you know, when you're on offense, you have the ball and you try to fake out the defender, making it look like you're about to run one way when you're really not. Right. He's moved to the right in several ways in recent months. This is all seen as a way for him to just appeal more to a more conservative electorate that participates in the Republican primaries. But I was planning on coming on to tell you that everybody should just chill out because, in fact, all of Christie's moves to the right are not really moves to the right in that nothing is happening in New Jersey. So Christie keeps using his position in New Jersey to make pronouncements about how he's a more hardcore conservative. But in reality, as a governor, he hasn't done anything to actually move the state in a conservative direction. All right. So we're all, we're building up to a head fake that perhaps wasn't a head fake. Exactly right. Let's first get to the head fakes here. These are times where uh, he has indicated to a conservative audience that he's going to do something to make them happy, but then maybe does nothing at all. Can you can you run down some of these? Sure. One is uh, Common Core, the education standards, which we've talked about a million times. He said he would dismantle them in the state of New Jersey. In fact, recently he said he had already dismantled them. We killed Common Core in New Jersey. 
I believe that these decisions need to be made locally. In fact, absolutely nothing has happened. There is a commission that is supposed to be issuing recommendations to him about Common Core by the end of the year. That hasn't happened at all yet. Even his education commissioner says any changes that may happen would be really minor. So nothing is really happening on the education front. More recent example, the governor in November sent a letter to President Barack Obama that got a lot of attention. He said that he was going to direct his Department of Human Services in the state of New Jersey not to participate in the resettlement of Syrian refugees from the uh, crisis over in Syria. And he was uh, adamant about this. He went on TV to talk about this letter. Politico New Jersey looked into it, sent a bunch of public record requests. In fact, there was no written directive that the governor sent to the New Jersey Department of Human Services not to participate in the resettlement of any Syrian refugees. And finally... Uh, This week on Morning Joe, he acknowledged, you know what? What we've discovered through um, us going through our lawyers is that I could issue the directive and it would have no effect because in the end, the federal government controls immigration policy and will override any directive that we put out. It's a little bit hard for me to believe that this guy who worked for the federal government as U.S. attorney for seven years didn't really know that he couldn't really do much about Syrian refugees in New Jersey uh, back on November 17th when he sent this highly publicized letter to Barack Obama. I know that he faked to the right and reality, he just held on to the ball because he didn't do anything. He didn't even send the directive to the Department of Human Services. Okay, so we uh, we got a couple of head fakes there. We have time for one more head fake before the fake head fake. And that would be immigration. Uh, this is a real head fake because Christie has uh, reversed his position on immigration. He's become much more anti-immigration in 2010. He had called for a common-sense path to citizenship for people. The president and the Congress have to step up to the plate. They have to secure our borders, and they have to put forward a common-sense path to citizenship. In recent days, he says no to that. Never a path to citizenship. No one who comes here knowingly, illegally, should be rewarded with the greatest possession that anyone on the globe can have, and that's an American passport. He wants the border secured. He won't talk about the path for citizenship. He said, the fact is, we're so far away from that, I can't even picture pitching that to the American people. He has vacillated between dodging the question and really saying, really, there should not be a path for citizenship. So now he says there should not be a path. You you think this is a head fake? It's a head fake in that he is not using his position as governor uh, to do anything about immigrants in New Jersey who entered the country illegally. In fact, he's not doing anything about the local governments that really kind of are seen as protecting those illegal immigrants. These are the cities that he constantly talks about on the campaign trail as the, the sanctuary cities. Right. All right. We've, we've heard of, of, of some head fakes. We don't know how effectively they have uh, faked anybody out. Let's talk about this head fake that turned out not to be. So uh, the night before the governor announced he was running for president, he sent out this sort of surprise announcement that he was creating a commission to look into whether New Jersey gun laws are constitutional. Now, guns are perhaps Christie's biggest vulnerability, other than that fake hug with President Obama, among conservative voters, particularly in New Hampshire, a pro-gun state where Christie has centered his hopes and dreams for the White House on. This was clearly seen as, oh, he's, he's just pandering to the right. So we waited. We waited for this gun commission. And what was this commission going to do? He said that in days and weeks ahead, he would announce the names of the people on this gun commission. Days and weeks went by and nothing happened. Days and weeks turned into months. 
November 25th, the Star-Ledger calls the governor's spokesman, Kevin Roberts. What's going on with this commission? There's no information available. They have no names of the people on this commission. So to me, in preparing for this podcast, I'm like, you know, he head faked to the right on changing New Jersey gun laws. And in reality, he's done nothing. But in reality, who, who was really faked out? I got, I got faked out again. The double fake. <laughs> I, you know, if, if I was on the basketball court, I'd be flat on my face under the basket right now. Not only did he create a commission, but apparently it's been meeting in secret with three members who had never before been announced until this week when this commission came out uh, with a report that actually, in effect, changes New Jersey's gun laws and makes them a little bit looser. So what do the new rules do and and how's it going over? So this commission recommended these three major things that the governor immediately accepted. None of them require legislative approval. So they're in effect going to happen. Gun carry regulations, meaning, you know, having the right to carry a concealed weapon, which uh, is pretty restrictive in the state of New Jersey. Those rules will be broadened to apply to more people. So if you say you need to protect yourself for uh, a serious threat now, quote, serious threat, you could qualify for getting a handgun carry permit. So how's this going over? I mean, not very well among either side, really. I mean, there's um, one uh, gun rights group in New Jersey welcomed it. Another said this is ridiculous. This is just like, you know, little stuff around the edges. Democrats in New Jersey are upset for the opposite reason. They said the governor is, uh, you know, trying to just do this in order to appeal to New Hampshire Republicans, and he's using New Jersey as some sort of uh, dangerous conservative experiment. Democrats were angry that this commission operated in secret, that the members of the commission weren't even named until uh, the day that the report was released. They noted that the members of the commission, they were all lawyers and they all had ties to Christie, including uh, the spouse of the governor's chief ethics officer, uh, which is, you know, you could read some irony into that. So there's a lot of, you know, shadiness involved in how this commission operated. And then on the other side, they just don't, you know, gun rights folks don't all think that this is really going to do much. He's going to say, this is all I could do in New Jersey. It's all I could do in New Jersey. Uh, I have a crazy Democratic legislature. I've got a crazy uh, liberal media. Maybe a, a gun rights activist might say to him, why are you just doing this now? six weeks before the New Hampshire primary, as opposed to in the first six years of your governorship. Maybe somebody will ask him that. Matt Katz covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio and WNYC. His book, American Governor, Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption, comes out January 19th. David, I have an advanced copy in the mail to you (laughs) that because you host the Christy Trekker podcast, you actually are required to read. I look forward to my required reading Matt Katz, thanks again. Cancel your Christmas plans. You've got (laughs) 399 pages of Chris Christie to wade through. Oh, it's going to be a Christie Christmas. I can already see it. (laughs) Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. This is the Christie Tracker Podcast. I'm David First. Governor Christie's team bust a bunch of New Jersey residents up to the Granite State this weekend to assist with campaigning. And one of the travelers was none other than Christie superfan Angel Cordero. 
The governor has moved up a bit in the polls, but he's uh, still stuck around 6% nationally. So it's sometimes nice to have a force of nature like Cordero around to give you that added shot in the arm. You can travel far and wide, but it is unlikely that you'll meet a more enthusiastic supporter than this Camden resident. Here he is, leading a cheer before a campaign event in New Hampshire. Angel was our guest on the podcast back in September, and he returns today. Angel, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Great to be back. So tell us about the weekend. Well, first of all, uh, Christy uh, gave us a uh, farewell from uh, Marshtown, and uh, we headed down to New Hampshire. There was uh, about almost 200 people and the buses, and great, great, wonderful people and most dedicated people I have ever met in my life to the next president of the United States. When we got there, it was totally awesome. We were all riled up, and we knew that when Jersey got to New Hampshire, New Hampshire was never going to be the same. What did you do in New Hampshire? I We went and knocked from door to door, and let me tell you, the friendliest, most nicest people are in New Hampshire. My God. You know, in Canada, you can't knock on door before somebody knock you down or knock you out. <laughs> but in, in New Hampshire, these people greeted you with a smile, said, welcome to New Hampshire. Nice, nice people. Uh, we A lot of people that were undecided until we got there and we explained. Uh, I told them, I'm here. I come all the way from New Jersey to tell you about the greatest man on earth that's going to make this great country even better, Governor Chris Christie. Some people said, I was undecided until I heard your passion. I said, awesome. So for the most part, you were knocking on doors. Uh, Was it a lot of work? How long were the days? Uh, It was a long, long, cold days. Uh, we, we knocked for six hours on Sunday and on Saturday we knocked, uh, for three hours. Then we went to a rally and that rally was out of this world. And I was just, uh, there making, making my point and getting the crowd roused up. And one New Hampshire guy said, Oh, uh, great job, but we're not used to that. <laughs> so, and, and then, um, you know, we, we just, uh, had a, a, a great time at that rally and, uh, I met Governor Christie's parents. Oh my God. What? A phenomenal couple. Bill, he is a totally awesome dude. <laughs> he is just awesome. He said to me, look, so, someone at the rally came to me, you know, pulled out on my shirt and said, hey, is that a terrorist? I said, no, that's my guy. That's the Christy guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. You Some people were, were pointing you out and saying, is that a terrorist? <laughs> No, just one guy. He said uh, because they never, they not never, they had, well, had never 
never uh, had enthusiastic like we bring it. I mean, we brought it to New Hampshire. The crowd that was with me, you know, that was following up my cheers, and we were making it let know that we love Governor Christie, that there's the right guy for the crowd. And, and, they, and they, they were, you know, they were taken uh, by the whole thing. They uh, got into it, and they themselves were chanting. And it was a pretty, pretty awesome sight. I mean, the whole room was electrified. All right, Angel. So how much were you paid for this work? Uh, I, I, I will not take a dime. I will not take a cent. This is, this is my love for my governor to get him elected to this great country. We need him. This is a, not about money. This is about saving our country. I would have paid for my hotel. I would have paid for my ride up there. I would have sold my my, my shoes to have to, have to to go help the governor. I will not take a penny at all. This is all from the heart. I was like treated like I was a a celebrity. I said, well, I'm from Camden. <laughs> you got to understand, you are a celebrity. So, so tell me very briefly here, what did you hear from potential voters in New Hampshire? Why do they like, for the people that, that are deciding to vote for Christie, why do they like Governor Christie? The one thing that stands out was that Governor Christie has everything that all the other candidates have put into one. That's what I heard. And that, that he was decisive that he had a plan, that he stood out, and that he would look presidential. That's what I got. More than anything, that he had everything combined into one of all the candidates. That was the the biggest message I got from New Hampshire people. Angel Cordero, thank you very much for your time, and it sounds like you need uh, to get some rest. <laughs> I'm ready to go again for my for my governor. If he asks me, I'm I'm there again. Thank you, Governor Christie, super fan Angel Cordero. Thanks so much for joining us. The Christie Tracker Podcast is a production of WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio. Thanks to associate producer Joseph Capriglione. Our theme music is by Twenty Nine Hour Music People. You can subscribe to the Christie Tracker Podcast on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. And you can follow Matt Katz at MattKatz00. That is Matt, K-A-T-Z. I'm David First, and to close today, the governor explains why gun control measures get him thinking about carnival food. They're kind of like cotton candy after a while. You, know, you get a little sugar high five minutes after it happens, and then a half an hour later, you don't even remember you ate it because it does nothing for you.